Welcome to the second episode of Standing in the Spotlight. I'm your host, Daniela. And I'm Tanisha. We are super excited to introduce our first guest on our show today. So on that note, grab a snack, a glass of wine, or whatever your heart desires, and get comfy. On that note, our guest is pretty phenomenal. She's definitely one in a million. To name a few of her amazing accomplishments, she has performed in the cabaret Cabracadabra, performed with the band Rose Gold Classics, appeared in the short film Office Romance, studied uh, sorry, understudied in If I Could Hashtag Throwback Time at Second City and acted in the web series Steel Town Gaming. And that's just to name a few. We are so happy to introduce our good friend, the amazingly talented who loves to make people laugh, Janelle McGinnis. <laughs> so tell us about yourself, where you're from, what's happening, what's up? Tell us. Uh, well, you got, you got the gist. Uh, I am a Toronto based comedian and actor. Uh, I'm originally from the Vancouver area, but then I thought I'd hop over to the big Toronto. I was going to say TO, but then I was like, that's so lame. And it just turned out lame all around, but <laughs> it's fine. Uh, with improv, we keep going. Okay, great. <laughs> Uh, but that's all you really need to know about me if anything encapsulates me it's that uh, it's beginning awkward okay. beginning the show awkward <laughs> got it got it <laughs> so where are you from vancouver oh sorry i should be more specific uh, <laughs> i'm from a little town called maple ridge in bc which is just outside of vancouver uh it's uh, most people there don't like it that much so you can hold on to that little fun fact. Everyone's just trying to leave. <laughs> that's, that's the like not everyone, but a lot of people like they call it Maple Ditch. Uh, cool. <laughs> and like most people know it because they've like driven through it. Granted, I haven't lived there in like, I don't know, eight years. So I'm yeah. sure it's gotten a little better, but uh, there's nothing to do there you can go bowling you have to like drive to nearby towns to do stuff like see a movie oh, go to oh, a okay. mall worth going to <laughs> <laughs> like that's not like a strip mall with a well I guess actually now they have Walmart so that's decent but <laughs> <laughs> now they have Walmart <laughs> right now that's it they never uh, well before it was a zellers but we all know what happened oh zellers. my god zellers <laughs> oh my god zellers oh, so to be awesome. honest i miss it a little bit it's no different than realistically any other store but it has a little soft spot in my heart I was. I thought you were talking about your hometown for a second. I know she's talking no. about Zellers. <laughs> I'm talking about Zellers specifically. It just has like a Zellers. really special place in my heart. I, <laughs> I miss the restaurant part of it. Like, yeah, <laughs> I forgot the drives. About the drive. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. No. It's like a. It's like a shittier shoppers with a dining. <laughs> they, just have, they just have like hot food yeah. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> oh my god well that aged us for sure <laughs> fun new game for the pod guess how old we are, guess how old we are. <laughs> oh 
no. Post it on the internet. We want your guesses online leave, forever. Leave our ages in the comments below. <laughs> this, is <laughs> this is a YouTube. This is YouTube. Oh my god. So happy you're here, Janelle. <laughs> I'm happy to be here. I'm happy yeah. to be here. Um, so tell us what have you been up to since graduation? you know a little bit of this a little bit of that uh for someone who trained in musical theater very little musical theater but uh mostly comedy improv uh a smidge of stand-up trying to get more into that since honestly since the beginning of the pandemic which is a terrible time to try to get it to stand up but you know we live we learn uh <laughs> But yeah, mostly just like a little bit of film and TV and a little bit of comedy. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. I, you know what? I think it's uh, pretty, what's the word? Um, you know, it's actually pretty bold and brave, actually, that you try and feel this out during this pandemic because, you know, what better time? We have the time now yeah, we, do. <laughs> we do have the time and you know it's it's kind of you know get your feet wet test the waters a bit you know get that practice in before mm -hmm. you know because eventually things are going to go back to normal oh god they hopefully better. they yeah they better <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah like I said like to get your feet wet test the waters a bit and just and just practice that that muscle you know thank so, you good it's really good and I've seen, I've seen your, um, your festivals and your work during this pandemic. And, you know, I'm near pissing myself laughing. So <laughs> no, yeah, just you, just for you to have the motivation as well. Like, I feel like, I mean, me, like, I motivation's out the window. Um, but that was before the pandemic. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But like for you to like actually keep going at it, because I know like especially now a lot of us are kind of like, where do we go from here? Because we have no idea what the world of theater is yeah. or will be after this is over. So for you to like keep going and like try new things is very admirable. I'm going to be honest, it's a coping mechanism. It's a, no, yeah. <laughs> a coping no, yeah. mechanism for the global trauma that we are all experiencing. Right. Yeah. Wait, I'm yeah. fine. I just want to, I'm just want to laugh make people laugh. Like, you know, when, like, uh, it's a hundred percent, um, I can't handle how the world is making me feel right now. So we're just going to keep doing stuff. We're just going to keep <laughs> figuring out stuff to do so yep. that we don't yep. have to think about it. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's all very healthy. I'm talking to my therapist about it, but. <laughs> oh, my God. oh, my. Oh, well, we're glad that you're seeking help, Janelle. <laughs> <laughs> you're getting the help you need yeah <laughs> uh, we'll take a break from our sponsors uh, <laughs> well, I was gonna try and think of um one of those like online therapy like phone apps but I couldn't think of a single one there is one called care of I believe care of, I think that's only the state podcast <laughs> well maybe it's time to expand care of maybe. contact us yeah yeah why not we'll take care <laughs> of your marketing this is why she's in comedy people Hello. yeah let's go <laughs> it took a I'm long the, time but we got somewhere 
<laughs> you have to really chug to the end of that line. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> I'm getting a little rusty these get these days, guys. <laughs> this pandemic's oh getting me rusty. Uh it's okay. I gotta sharpen up. I gotta show tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, do you go. actually? I do, yeah. Oh my god, can you tell us about that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a it's an online show. Uh a friend of mine uh who is a music director and actor singer. Um he has been doing Twitch streams where they like, it's a, actually a really fun premise where they use like an artificial intelligence online thing to help them like create a story of whatever genre. Um, for ours, I suggested that we do a slapstick teen slasher. Uh, so the AI will come up with a movie for us or a show for us and then uh, we go through it. We might throw some songs in and uh, there is an artist drawing what's going on in the story live. It's super cool. Oh, wow. I've never done it before. Oh so God. I'm pretty excited. Uh, how, I know. How can we watch this? Uh, I believe the Twitch stream is uh, it was Jack, if I remember correctly. So okay. I, I, okay. I, you probably just look that up on Google, I think, but. Uh, anyone listening to this it'll have already happened but it'll still be on there okay head on, head on there all right great channel it's a great channel okay i've never <laughs> heard of this i've never heard of this before that's interesting good. and that whole premise sounds really really cool so yeah i watched a couple episodes i was like this is really funny <laughs> and also like such a good setup because they have like they have, like I said, like a really amazing music director. They have voice actors and singers come on. Uh, they have the live artists. Like it's very fun, but also like visually stimulating. Mm -hmm. Got it. So I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah I got to step up for you. <laughs> I think most of it's written. So I think it's fine. But I'm like, there might be an improvised song or two. So. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> Queen of musical comedy. <laughs> we'll see Queen. we'll see <laughs> i mean it <laughs> daniela daniela do you have any questions so, um i do uh what so, if she's just like no, no. <laughs> i actually cool, don't and that's our show <laughs> i actually don't thanks i got all i need thanks janelle um <laughs> You live in, uh, you miss Zellers. I got the, I got the gist, I think. Yeah. What, um, the, what the listeners are really looking for. Yeah. <laughs> um, I actually do have a question. Um, but, uh, my question to you is, um, that was a really weird entrance of, okay, never mind. <laughs> I need to stop. Um, <clears throat> uh, what got you into theater in the first place? Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, once you get in, you don't get out. Uh, to be honest, it was uh, like music because I, I played piano most of my life. Uh, my parents put me in singing lessons because they knew I liked singing, although I wasn't that good at it. Um, and then it kind of just stuck with music until high school. And I just... I don't know. I don't remember why I did my first musical. I think I just did it because I think I just did it because I liked musical theater. And then 
And then one day my parents were like, you don't, you don't have to go to university if you, well, actually they didn't say that. I think they still wanted me to go to university, but they're like, you don't, you don't <laughs> they have try to, to they try to make it your choice. They're like, you don't have to, but if you'd like, but if you'd like to, you yeah. will, <laughs> you should and will. Uh, no, but they were like, you don't have to like do sciences. You could, uh, you could do music. And I was like, cool. So I'm going to not go to university. I'm going to go to college and it's going to be for musical theater. That good. <laughs> and they were like, uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, here we are. I don't, yeah, I don't really, I guess, well, I guess my favorite movies were musicals. Like my favorite movie when I was very young was singing in the rain. And then after that was Chicago. Mm-hmm. So I guess that was it. I didn't think, I didn't think that would be such a hard question to answer, but it really was. <laughs> Only the tough ones on here. Yep. <laughs> Only the tough questions. We yeah. Don't answers. <laughs> <laughs> this is actually a, it's like a true crime, except it's just it's just interviewing people that didn't do anything wrong, but very intensely for answers. Right. Oh my God. <laughs> Dateline, but like acting version. Oh <laughs> my. They didn't do anything wrong. No. Nope. shows theater. So. Yeah. And I wonder why. <laughs> and it's just sifting through their like, uh mental like instabilities like <laughs> no something something has to be wrong for Something's you to be chosen this you. path <laughs> and we're gonna mean? figure out what it is and internet sleuths join in on this because if we don't find an answer we want you to chime in on this person's mental health publicly for the world <laughs> and yeah. tell us what's wrong <laughs> something has to be wrong <laughs> no seriously like something's wrong <laughs> i don't know what's going on <laughs> Oh, truly, like, I agree. <laughs> oh, Especially once you get into the realm of comedy, I'm like, we're all a little sad. There's a, there's a, there's a reason people do it. And maybe it's, maybe I'm not, I can't, I can't put that on everyone. That's not fair. A lot of us are sad. A, a lot, a lot. <laughs> I'm sad. Oh, Such, uh, uh, what is it called? Our care? Oh, care of. Care of. God damn <laughs> We're never so, going to get them to sponsor us. Our sponsor. <laughs> our care. They're just gonna care, be like, of, <laughs> care of would like to say, please check on your comedy friends and maybe send them a link. <laughs> uh, sponsor code. Um, I'm sad. Um, I'm sad. 2021. <laughs> Oh no. We'll get you that deal. <laughs> I mean, we love it. <laughs> just, like, we're, just, we're just a little upset. Yeah, we're not we're not making fun of a very good thing, by the way. Everyone no, no, listening? No. no. Mental health is serious. Yes. You should speak to someone when you need help. Right. Lots of us do. Um and let's be okay with having a conversation about it too, like okay, we are yeah, right dude. now. Yes, I 100% agree. <laughs> I, this is just so chaotic. I can't I know, stop like laughing. 
but a good chaotic. <laughs> so Tanisha, do you have any questions? Yeah, do. Are you I struggling do. to breathe now? I am, I am struggling. <laughs> okay. Oh. Uh, episode two and I've already broken the podcast. <laughs> She came and she conquered. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And then there was no more. Yeah. This is going to be our last episode. Right? I, know, I know. Like a three-part mini-series, but again, not true crime. Just, <laughs> just interrogating humans to find their inner faults. Oh, my God. Okay. So, Janelli Belly. Oh my goodness. What, I'm sorry. What was your aha moment? What made you realize that this is the career that you want to pursue? What was the, you know, what was the thing that made this a done deal for you? I think I touched on it maybe slightly before, but essentially, oh no, I, I definitely did. It was, it was literally my parents being like, you know, you, you could go into the arts if you wanted to. And like something out of the back of my brain came smashing into the forefront and was like, sick, we're doing it. And then I like buckled down, started taking, uh, these musical theater intensives in Vancouver, uh, which I really, really loved because they were, they were very like college level professional, uh, uh, oh my God, I can't think of what I'm trying to think of. Uh, it was very like college level programs for teenagers being like, this is the kind of training that you will do if you go to a college. So like we did like movement and voice and text and stuff. Um, and I really just loved the, the, I don't know, like the lens that they put it all in. Cause I was, I've never really been a dancer and, and it was such a high focus on storytelling and uh, making your body almost like a better vessel for the storytelling that I just thought was like so interesting and uh, like almost all consuming when I really started to dig into it. And uh, the instructors there too were so um, honestly like obsessed and dedicated with their crafts, like the musical theater people, just the the acting faculty, the dancing faculty, uh, that it was so easy for me as like an eager young person who who loved musical theater to like latch onto it and be like, this is a real thing. I, I love this. And now I have fuel to like feed my obsession and f fill me with fuel so I can get through the next couple years of trauma that is theater school. <laughs> <laughs> and, and for anyone who's not an actor, I'm sure it'll mostly be actors listening to this because of the premise of the podcast, but for anyone who doesn't know, theater school is just a boiling pot of trauma <laughs> and and programs try and they evolve and they get better but I you still you ask most people who've gone to any kind of theater school and you're like yeah um I'm a little traumatized from it I mm -hmm. 
I felt at points worse than I've ever felt. (laughs) Yep. Oh, yeah. It's, as far as I'm aware, like kind of unavoidable. I guess there are other ways to get training. Like not everyone goes to theater school. So you probably, you might have a better chance in that regard, but. uh... I feel like you need that trauma though. Like I, like, I mean, you don't need trauma. <laughs> I'm so bad to say. You need to go through things and you need trauma to scar you. No, you need but someone to pick you up. And that is right. care. care uh... <laughs> <laughs> like, oh I still God. don't freaking remember. I still don't remember. <laughs> no, but you like, I, I mean, yeah, okay, sure. I've never cried more than I've ever did in theater school. Not even like in acting class, like in the bathroom with Tanisha on the other side of the door being like, girl, what the hell's going on? You know what I mean? Like that, but like, but then like when I went into class and did my monologue, I was like, oh my God, I'm so vulnerable right now. I wonder why. Yeah. It's so real. (laughs) Oh my God. Is it ever? Is it ever? And I agree that, you know, it's theater school. They're not built to, you know, uh, you know, to tear you down and to make you feel like shit all the time or whatever. But some people, you know, like, and, you know, myself included for a while, I was feeling like going to theater school was maybe the worst thing that I've ever done to myself. Yeah. <laughs> We're really selling it here. No, and, <laughs> Go and to college, like, guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, and I, I'm, I'm being honest, I'm being truthful yeah. about this. I loved yeah. that, uh, you know, I loved, um, the fact that I went to Sheridan College for a year, I met Janelle. We've been such great friends since, and um, and going to Randolph, uh, meeting Daniela, making other great friends and connections there. But at the same time, when you finish, it's like, whoa! Like, okay, now I'm in the real world. What am I supposed to be doing here? Okay. You know, like, <laughs> like what's yeah. happening? How am I supposed to do this on my own? You're no, you're like you're literally in a bubble. When you're, you're in, you're in a bubble you're in a bubble and you're just like everything's great and I'm having fun and then the bubble pops once you get that diploma and you're like shit yeah <laughs> I don't know what I'm yeah. doing yeah like, what's going on and it's just like like the teachers are like it's great it's awesome it's like okay yeah it is but like you didn't you didn't there wasn't a class on how to deal with this after yeah. I get exactly exactly that's so, what I mean that's yeah. what I mean so when I'm saying this I don't mean it like uh, you know, to badmouth schools or anything and their education systems, their, their process. I'm not at all. I, and I hope that people don't take it the wrong way, but it's, it's really tough. It's really, really hard. You're constantly crying. What about you? You don't even know yourself, right? It's just so vulnerable. It's such, such a vulnerable environment. And I want, you know, I'm just hoping that one day it would be like, you know, it'll be you know, a more kind space, I guess, you know, like, like just, just easier on people. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's loving and it's, it's hard. It's really hard. Like it's evolved a lot. And I, I do sincerely hope that it continues. Yes. Yeah. Um, just uh, cause like you're coming, most of the people that were in our class were just coming out of high school. You're so mm-hmm. young when yeah. you do performance, when, if, if it doesn't go amazing, it's not just like, Oh, that song didn't go amazing. It was, I 
am bad. I, as a human, am bad, which right. is a hard distinction when you are your work. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I don't know, like you're so vulnerable to like weird personalities that come into the school in terms of like, uh, like, I mean, like faculty and don't get me wrong. I just want to put on the record. There are so many, so many faculty at Randolph that I love and adored. Um, and, and there are a couple of times where I was like, I didn't know how to compute the information again, because I think I was so young. I was, uh, everything, I was feeling so vulnerable. It's just a weird time. It's just a weird time, which is, which leads me to uh, a hot tip of the day, uh, in my opinion. <laughs> Maybe going to theater school, if you, it's, it's not entirely necessary to go to theater school right, right, right away. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. yes, you finished earlier, especially if you're going to like a, a degree program like Sheridan. But like, if you're going to something like Randolph's, like two years. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. might benefit from taking a year off. Yeah. Getting to know yourself a little bit better so that mm-hmm. you're not just emotionally destroyed so easily. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I took a year yeah. off. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know. No, I'm just no, no, but, like, no, I, I understand what you say, though, because, like, you, you're, you're literally so young and you're just, like, for me, it was like, I was doing community theater and I was getting lead roles all the time because I was like a veteran in my, my, um, community theater program. And like, I was really close with my director and not that she was picking me because I was like a favorite or anything, but like, she knew what I can do and didn't really have to like try to whatever anyway. Mm -hmm. But and like going from that and then going to theater school and being like, I literally had a time where I was like, am I a good, like, am I a good dancer? Like, there's no way. Cause like I was put in like, um, ballet one and stuff. I'm like, there's wait, like, I was like, am I good at this? Like, I don't know. And then like acting was like a whole other emotional <laughs> side of my brain that just like destroyed the fuck out of me. But like, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It's just like I I understand what you're saying. Where it's like take a year off, maybe two, <laughs> just like just like find yourself and like make sure you go to theater school knowing who you are and being like mm-hmm. this is who I am. I'm whatever mm-hmm. you want to be, and like just do it. And but like take time for sure because that's a big part of acting too. Mm-hmm. Specifically is drawing from experience and I think Mm -hmm. that was one hard thing for me doing acting in theater school was like I have so little experience I don't Mm. have a lot to draw on so it was a lot of like trying to imagine situations that looking back I'm like I couldn't really imagine that like I think one of the monologues I did was about a 30 year old woman who got her uterus removed and as an 18 year old, I should not have done that monologue, first of all. <laughs> um, but at the time, I thought I could do it. But yeah, but yeah, I just no, I didn't even yeah. have the self-awareness to be like, this is a bad idea for me. Well, because sometimes you would just pick a monologue just to pick a monologue, not to mm-hmm. even like do any research or like be like, do I know what this character's feeling? Do I know, like, I mean, at least I did. I was did you like, do the workbook? The workbook. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Anyway, 
Um, but you know, just like, did I do, I didn't do any of that. I don't know. I didn't have an intention. I was like, mm-hmm. she's mad. Great. Let's go with it. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You caution to that. the wind. Seriously. <laughs> it's just like my first monologue ever was about someone with, with, um, schizophrenia. I don't, I don't know any of that. Like, I don't know what that is about. I don't know the trauma they go through or whatever they go through day to day. Like, I have no idea. But I was just like, let me just do it. It's funny. <laughs> no. Yeah. She, you know, I don't know. But yeah, I understand what you're saying, though. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> it's tough. It definitely is. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know. I, I, I enjoyed theater school. Like I said, yeah. I met a lot of great people, connections and everything. I got the training. And, um, you know, I have the tools that I need to try and make, uh, sorry, to pursue my career as an actor, as a model, as a singer, dancer, not so much, but, um, (laughs) you know, it's, uh, it's, it's a, that's a big topic to touch on, (laughs) you know, because from so many different viewpoints, so many different perspectives Mm -hmm. on that school was great for some people, maybe not. It's well, I like, think, I think it like school's a great thing. And I'm so glad that I went absolutely. Yeah. Would I do it again? Absolutely. I think there, that's another thing that there can be more conversation on is just be prepared that it's gonna, it's gonna fuck with you a little bit, but that's okay. Cause sometimes things in life fuck with you a little bit. Uh, just be prepared. Mm-hmm. I don't know that yeah. a lot of people are necessarily prepared for it yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah so let's i let's, actually uh, have a, I yeah. actually, actually have a question for you i think i fell asleep for a second sorry uh, uh so how did you so like you said we went to school for musical theater and everything um when you graduated how did you find out that improv was more your style and more of the realm that you wanted to get into yeah yeah it's funny like like I said, for someone who was obsessed with musical theater and lived and breathed it for like my late teenage years to my early twenties, I haven't done it <laughs> since then really. Um, and it, it was, it almost felt like it was something that was supposed to happen that I didn't want to happen or didn't know that I should want it to happen. Like, uh, when, uh, when Tanisha and I did Sheridan Performing Arts Prep, at the end of the year, they have six shows that all the students put on. There's like two musicals, there's a sketch show, there's um, a play, there was a film, uh, so on and so forth. And I desperately wanted to be in one of the musicals. Tanisha was, she was in Rock of Ages. Mm -hmm. And I ended up getting thrown into the sketch show and I was like, okay, cool. Like, this is fun. It wasn't what I wanted, but this is fun. I didn't think I was that good at writing at that point. Cause I didn't really know how, but I was like, okay, whatever. And then we get to Randolph and the first two terms you have to take improv. Um, and honestly, like it was my favorite class. It was my favorite class, but also in my mind, I didn't know anything about the comedy community or anything. So I was like, okay, cool. That was done. Like, I'll, I'll take some improv classes after we're done at Randolph. That'll be great. 
And then it took me like a year after we graduated to be like, oh, fuck, I should really like buckle down, take an improv class, be good for me. And then once I started at Second City, I did all their improv levels and then went into their sketch comedy conservatory. I kind of just became obsessed with um, improv and sketch comedy. And honestly, improv is like a cult. <laughs> like It pulls you in, it takes your money uh, and you somehow get like all of your friends and family involved. Like I've been pressuring my boyfriend <laughs> to take improv classes and maybe one day. Uh, <laughs> is, he I, even, is he even an actor or like no no oh, no, no but i was he's like a, he's in political science but i want him to take <laughs> he's a mechanic and i'm like <laughs> you should do improv you would love it he's like you'd be what? so good at it <laughs> but you I'm know like, what <laughs> janelle i could actually see oliver or sorry uh oleg doing that because i remember <laughs> okay so short story janelle's boyfriend and i we went to high school and that's all you need to know. Um, so <laughs> anyways, in high school, we always had uh, hypnotist shows and I remember Oliver or sorry, Oleg, sorry about that. Um, he, he went by Oliver in high school. Just yeah, for he did. He did. Context. Um, so anyways, he went up there and he got hypnotized and it was the funniest thing. <laughs> he it was hysterical. I remember he had like long hair uh almost like a bowl shaped like haircut or whatever and he got hypnotized oh seriously and he he got hypnotized and I can't remember the things that the hypnotist had him doing but it was hysterical so I could definitely I could definitely see that happening Uh, (laughs) improv's kind of like hypnotism you know you black out you say a bunch of shit you regret and then you don't remember you don't remember a single thing yeah um but but yeah, so the so the improv community kind of sucked me in. And it's such like a loving and supportive and wonderful community in Toronto that I couldn't say enough nice things about. But it, it was once I started getting into comedy, I was like, oh, my path makes a little more sense because I always felt with musical theater that I was kind of like swimming upstream. Like I could work as hard as I possibly could. And I was getting mediocre results (laughs) at best um whereas once I I got into comedy I was like oh okay like this feels comfortable I like it a lot I'm enjoying myself but also people like it doesn't feel like such an uphill battle as musical theater did so I don't know if it was like it kind of felt like the universe being like ah you found it you're here yeah. Enjoy. <laughs> I wish I had that kind of experience when I, you know, just that voice saying, "Ah, oh, you're here. You, you found, found it. it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you could try drugs. Heard they're great, oh but true. Uh, no, for the listeners, do not do drugs, please. We are not endorsing that. No. But if you want it, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I mean, um, I never tried, but I mean, if you want it all for it, <laughs> go ahead. Um, Our next sponsor, drugs. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, Janelle, so can you tell us uh, how was your experience working at Second City? It was great. Honestly, it was uh, 
kind of a a little dream come true once I realized it was a dream, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, because even when I got into improv, I was like, I don't know if I'm right for sketch comedy. But again, I think that was just because was that was just because I had no experience doing it and I didn't know if I'd be any good at it. Like I think it was a lot of fear because I don't want to say that I'm going to do something and then be like, oh, like I'm shit at writing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that would just be a disappointment. That'd be like going all those years of dance class at Randolph <laughs> trying to be a like, dancer. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, so I was technically a secondary under, uh, understudy uh, in their last main stage show in Toronto. If I could hashtag throwback time, uh, it was their, I guess it was their second last show before things fully closed down for the pandemic because for a while they were trying to do an improv show uh, because they couldn't do rehearsals with the cast Um, but it was their last like sketch show Um, and this show oh my god it I I think it's my favorite show that I've ever seen there and I've I've seen pretty much I think almost every show since I've moved to Ontario probably not every show but like a lot of them I've seen a lot of them and I think this one was my favorite um I was obsessed with it and then I don't know how but I got an email from the producer being like hey we need a secondary understudy because um Claire McConnell the woman who wrote the role uh she had a very successful Uh, acting career at the time so she had to take a bunch of nights off to do filming and then her understudy Hannah Spear I believe was also very successful at the time so they needed someone else uh, to bridge them over until they started writing the next show and uh, so that was great and uh, I just kind of got thrown into it like I never ended up having a like classic theater situation. (laughs) I never ended up having like a put in rehearsal or anything because uh, the day we were going to do it, like half the cast was sick and was like, please, please don't make us come in and do this. And they were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. We'll, we'll rebook it. We'll get another one. And then like, I don't know. I don't know. Very soon after that, I got a call like two hours before showtime being like, Hey, actually, do you feel comfortable coming in? Like you haven't had your put in, you you're allowed to say no. Cause the cast is, you is prepared to do, it's usually a six person cast to do a five person show if need be. Like they know how to fill in the gaps at an improv, like they can make it work. Um, and I had just worked like a 6am shift at work or a 5:30 shift at work in the morning. So I had worked a full like eight hours and then I'd gotten home. I was literally in a nap when they called me, when the producer called me. And so I'm like, hello. And she's saying these things about how if I want to do it, it's there. Uh, and I think I was like, um, no, I don't think I can. <laughs> like, I, because in my head, I, I was still asleep. And I was like, I, I was trying to think if I knew the show. And I did. But because I was asleep, I was like, I don't know the show. I don't know anything that happens in the show. And so she's like, okay, that's fine. I'll let the cast know. And so we hang up and then I go, I like sleepwalk my way into the living room and I say to my roommate, Erin, I tell her what happens. And I was like, did I make the wrong choice? And she was like, yes, call them back right now. And so like, 
I was like, oh shit. Yeah, no, I do know the show. I can do this. And then, yeah. so I called back. I was like, I was asleep before I could do this. <laughs> and they're like, cool, cool, cool. But they're so nice. Like, like it's stressful doing a show like that with no put in because they do in between the sketches is like full blackout. You're running in full darkness on and off stage and hopefully not off the stage because at the second city, like tables are pressed mm-hmm. against the stage. Yeah. So you can be fucking kicking someone's wine glass right over if you're not careful. Although they do have safety like tape on the edge of the stage. So it's more like the doors and the other cast members you have to worry about. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, it yeah, I just, I rushed in and then the lovely Carly Heffernan, who I cannot say enough good things about, uh, she came down to like line run with me on the stage before, uh, before the show, she was like anything you need. And, uh, luckily I had had like a little like talk through with, uh, the woman who I was understudying, uh, maybe a week earlier, just to like walk through things before the, the actual put in rehearsal, but, um, yeah, the cast was so nice. It was such a dream. I think I got two shows that night and then I didn't do any shows for maybe almost two months, like a month and a half. And then I did another week of shows. It was great. That's amazing. That's amazing. No, they, they, they have such a good reputation. I um I was taking classes there uh, a couple years ago. Um, maybe not too. Anyways, uh, before before the lockdown happened because of COVID, and uh, what an amazing place! Like the faculty's great. Everything about it is wonderful. I remember seeing a couple shows there as well, and just so 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 talented. Amazing, amazing. So that's a huge accomplishment that you you fulfilled that part, Janelle. Honestly, I was just so lucky that they were specifically looking for a very tall woman. For the listeners, I am five foot 11 and three quarters of an inch. <laughs> Are you actually, oh my God, I thought you were way taller. <laughs> that is with no shoes. Uh, I literally um, thought you were like six feet tall. Like I'm not even. Like, well, five eleven and three quarters of an inch is essentially six feet tall yeah yeah. (laughs) but so if you had any like hair or shoes like it's six feet tall but my resume will say otherwise oh Oh my god it's all for the resume uh but yeah I was just very lucky that I was the body type of who they were looking to replace because with second city two the jokes are oftentimes there are jokes based around like the who the person is and I guess there was some well there were some tall jokes some tall mm. and young jokes. So I was oh, okay. both tall so was and very, young. Yeah, very fitting. Yeah. <laughs> very fitting, very fitting. <laughs> oh, oh, man. <laughs> uh, actually, it was my, my roommate said <laughs> something last week. She was like, Janelle, uh, you're like a six-year-old. And I was like, I'm uh, I'm six feet tall and I'm six years old. <laughs> and that's me. That's me. That's a tagline for me. I'm glad Aaron is around to, you know, keep you. Keep you humble. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just funny because Aaron is short as hell. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. You're six. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> she's there to keep you from making well you know, you're bad looking decisions. At, you're looking up at me so I don't know what you're talking about <laughs> I love you Aaron yeah we love you Aaron I just love I just love the shit talker it's so much fun anyway. <laughs> she's listening to this just like grinding she's her like teeth. you're such a bitch Danielle like, <laughs> She's the only one putting out angry tweets about this podcast. I hate <laughs> like the first so heckler. <laughs> it's all right. We need negative feedback too. It's fine. It's I don't get want, momentum going. I don't want any negative feedback. Well, it's it's Aaron though, so it's yeah, that's true. It's, it, it doesn't mean anything. No, I'm, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> She's like, what the fuck? <laughs> She's I'm just kidding. winding Aaron up more. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta have that hate mail coming in, or or else, uh, how can you say you've made it? Yeah, I guess so. Or mm-hmm. or or next time we go for a walk, I just won't buy the cappuccinos next. Huh, how about that? How about that? Take that, Aaron. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not <buying> coffee. <laughs> Get your own coffee. Oh my god! At this point, her ears are just like there's smoke coming. Yeah. Out <laughs> She's like, I don't even fucking like coffee, but <laughs> Tunisia, how dare you? <laughs> oh. Lord help us take the wheel. All right, go Daniela. <laughs> right. um, so you you talked about a little bit briefly how you did your your first ever stand up and you were getting into stand up before the pandemic happened. Um, how did you even begin to create your like the process of creating your first stand up show? Because I that's insane. I don't even know like where where do you even start. I, I mean, you're funny. You got that, but like, where do we go from there? Cause I don't know. How did that even. Um, for context, I, I do musical standup. Uh, so I write, I write comedic songs and I don't, it was, uh, it's a lot less daunting for me to think of a premise for a song because it's, it's a lot more formulaic than Actually, no, like regular standup is, uh, can be just as formulaic, but it's like a much clearer structure in my mind, writing a song, uh, because you come up with the premise of the song, you come up with a catchy, like chorus, and then you just, uh, prove your point in the, in the verses with some, some jokes mixed in. There you go, everyone (laughs) go ahead. That's how you do it (laughs) and do, but, (laughs) uh, and it was just something in again at Sheridan that I just wanted to do and I didn't know why I wrote a really terrible song about someone supporting me like an underwire supports your boobs it's a really bad song but I really oh wanted to write it oh my god I remember, do you remember that, that? I remember that like the, oh the tag or like the hook I think was like be my underwire <laughs> Yes. Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> but uh, it was, it was something that I was always really interested in. And uh, I did a little bit of Sheridan. I kind of stepped away until, until I got to this conservatory, the sketch comedy conservatory at second city. And I wanted to write a song for that show. And I did. Uh, and then but even when I was writing that song, I was like, I want to do 
this song as a stand-up song more than I wanted it to do as a sketch because I think again in my mind it was a sim it was a a simpler format like formula that I could understand um because I I hadn't really written sketch comedy songs before um but then after I wrote that first like song that I was a sketch song but like was a better stand-up song uh I kind of started to get momentum and confidence and I'm like okay I could write a a couple more of these um and yeah and I I have done regular just I don't know spoken stand-up as well I only did that once and in my mind that's way harder if you like I mean maybe if you don't play an instrument like musical stand-ups harder but like (laughs) but it's it's a lot more free form doing it just uh just regular uh free ball in your words um and uh th- actually that one that one stand-up performance that i did that was just regular was probably like the scariest performance i've ever done in my life like i've never been so terrified to do any kind of performance i can imagine yeah. i can just imagine like <laughs> Because you don't know how the audience is going to respond, right? So you're kind of like, ooh. Well, and, and it's also like, if if the joke doesn't, if the jokes don't land, not only are you entirely aware how the audience is reacting because you're staring at them having a conversation with them. It's not like a monologue or anything else where you're kind of just ignoring them, pretending like they're not there. Uh, you wrote the joke and you're the one delivering the joke. So it's entirely your fault if it doesn't land. Like, I don't want to know this bullshit that is like, oh, it's a bad audience. No, like, mm-hmm. it just means this joke, A, well, it might've just been a, a bad joke. It probably was a bad joke or it wasn't the joke for that audience. But right. either way, it's still your fault for telling it to them. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my God. What was the worst? So like were hecklers, like, were they bad that night on your first, um, stand up or. Oh no, luckily no. So I, I did a show that which no longer exists called, uh, send noobs, which is, was a show produced by my dear friend, uh, Lauren Greenwood. And it was done at Sneaky D's, RIP Sneaky D's, she says with a single tear rolling down her cheek because it it is no longer. Um, It was such a nice and loving crowd. Uh, Because people coming to the show knew that there was going to be people who hadn't who didn't have a lot of experience with stand up. Like uh, she she Lauren did a really good job of producing in that she had people uh who are really really good and then a few people who were just starting out so there were really really good people to uh like warm up the crowd get everything going and then they'd be like by the way this next person is just starting out let's give them a nice warm happy welcome Mm -hmm. and then there's just like a loving mood in the room everyone's on ease no everyone's expectations are low (laughs) (laughs) So it really was the the best space that I could I could stand out on a limb like that because I think if anyone had heckled me that night, 
I couldn't, I couldn't have handled it. <laughs> I just want to start crying on stage. Like, you're right. You're right. Should I give you my dad's email so that he can agree with you? Oh my, oh my god Janelle <laughs> oh no uh, but yeah it was it was lovely love that show R.I.P. Sneaky D's yeah I know may she, I know. she live in all of our hearts forever mm-hmm. that's oh for sure god. that's for sure oh my god so many memories poor city it's happening to the city oh <laughs> happening in every city honestly oh I know yeah. I know I know um, so we are at our last question. Do you have any advice for our listeners who want to begin a career in improv or stand up? And where is the best place for our listeners to get in touch with you? Where that being, um, Instagram, Facebook. Yeah. Um, I would say the best place would be Instagram. I am at Janelle McGinnis on there. Uh, I'm sure my name will be spelled somewhere in the description of this, uh, uh, podcast and I'm more than happy for anyone to reach out just mention that you were listening to the podcast so I know the context of this message that I'm receiving that would be very helpful um my advice for comedy specifically and I can only speak for Toronto but I'm sure it's very similar in other cities is just get involved in the community and the way to do that is start taking classes in Toronto Second City is a, a really nice and easy one, uh, but there's also Bad Dog Theater, uh, the Social Capital Theater, uh, Comedy Bar, I guess, is mostly shows, but you get the occasional like workshop and whatnot there. Uh, anything that gets you in a classroom full of people. And then from there, you start to get to know people. You start to hear about um, bucket jams, which are essentially uh, stage time that you can get in a real show where they like pull names out of buckets. So you can get like five minutes to try it out with an audience. Um, and then as you get to know people, you just get on more shows. Um, and yeah, like the, the comedy community is very supportive and loving and they, they want to lift you up. Uh, and everyone is always working on tons of different things. Like they're writing web series or producing uh, weekly shows or doing podcasts. Um, so the, the more people, you know, like the more opportunity there is. And so my advice is just be willing to do any show you can find for a while and then just be as nice as possible to the lovely people that are embracing you into their community. That's really nice. That's really nice. I love that. Oh my God. Yeah. (laughs) I have nothing but good things to say about the the Toronto improv community slash sketch community. They're kind of the same thing. Yeah. Oh my God. That was just so lovely. (laughs) And like stand up, stand up's a little harder. I I know a lot less about stand up uh, because, like I said, I've done a lot less of it. And And that journey we are on together, me and the listener who is inquiring yeah uh, but with that it's it's the same premise of like doing as many open mics that you can get to and then again getting to know people like it's mm-hmm. a small community and you can make a lot of headway quickly depending on the amount of time and effort you put in yeah yeah but you you get out what you put in so exactly. yeah very very true yeah. well thank you so much janelle yeah 
that was awesome the like those laughs like just oh my god <laughs> amazing amazing you're amazing <laughs> oh, thanks for having me you guys i'm i'm honestly honored to be on episode two <laughs> oh, my. You hear that people honored honored <laughs> so um, like and subscribe leave a five-star review <laughs> use our promo codes <laughs> thank you all so much for listening to our second episode we hope you enjoyed it and had as many laughs as we did um so you don't miss out on future episodes please follow us on instagram at underscore standing in the spotlight stay tuned stay safe and keep on standing in your little spotlight Oh, 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 oh,